bathers, and welcome to Dispatches from the Communal Bathroom. I'm Chris Delamere. I'm Sam Bradley. And each episode of this podcast, we bring in dispatches on a theme. I don't know what Sam's brought, and he doesn't know what I've brought, and we share them with each other. It's a podcast about ideas. These ideas can be anything. An interview, a song, a borderline unlistenable sound art piece, and anything in between. All manner of shit is welcome in the bathroom, and this episode's theme is... Gambling. Gambling. Are you a gambler, Chris? No, I would say I'm not a gambler. Not a seasoned one. I'm not salted and peppered. (laughs) Are you? Do, do you, have you ever uh, fluttered on the nags or not? Not on the nags. I tried to bet on horses once, but it was proved far too difficult. There's so many hoops you have to jump through just to place a bet. Exactly. It's actually. Really I think that's difficult. part of it. It's like a, there's a whole uh, language. Yeah. To what's going on. Yeah, exactly. I it's like learning it language all. and learning maths. <laughs> but we did famously go to the casino in uh, first year of university, and I. Lost £2.50 on the roulette and never went again. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of experience that really scars you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what what did it for me was going to um, Las Vegas. <laughs> that really <laughs> scarred me. Just in the sort of general sleaziness of the yeah. entire system there. Me and Mayor Gunson and producer Paul went to the Ellis Island Casino, which was a little way off the strip. <laughs> and was a bit shit. Why did you choose that one? I think we found it quite romantic, the idea of the Ellis Island, the place where they uh, processed all the immigrants um, <laughs> as a name for a casino. <laughs> but in the end, it was just like a lot of sad people doing karaoke and me and Daniel doing very, very drunk blackjack. And, and we were the only ones occupying a table. This croupier was bored out of a mind, and he was like, I don't understand the rules. <laughs> you know, being willfully ignorant in our inimitable way. Do you play the lottery? No. Scratch cards? Uh, Jade's a big fan of the scratch cards. I oh, yeah. I did I did ride a, a bloody great crest of a wave oh, really? with Jade once with the scratch cards. <laughs> and I do realise once you've started, it's hard to stop. Once you've got a fiver off that first scratch card, you're like, right, well, I'll keep two, put three on another scratch card. Oh, I've got another five. Okay, great. And you just keep it rolling and keep it rolling. We were on a tram going to the <laughs> cinema or something, and we'd made 30 quid on the way there. It was great. Did you manage to keep those winnings? You didn't blow it on 30 scratch cards. I, I think eventually it all got frittered away to more scratch cards, <laughs> yeah. which sounds unbelievable, yeah. but they sometimes they can come in for a fiver a pop. I've heard a tip about scratch cards. Don't do them. No, the only way to play a scratch card is to buy them on a whim, put them in a coat pocket, and then forget about it. Then at some point in the future, you'll find the scratch card, you can scratch it, and then you can play it. Is that so that... It's like a little scratch card surprise. But the loss that you've incurred from the purchase has sort of been metabolised into your (laughs) uh, overall money. Three months remove... Exactly. That's almost like a free scratch card for you. Exactly. You're one pound down, but then you get over that. And all of a sudden you're at zero pounds and you can only go up from there. You say that though, like, and I'm sure a lot of things with gambling have to do with some extremities of mental health problems. (laughs) And if you began purchasing scratch cards and hiding them from yourself, trying (laughs) trying to remember not to remember something and hiding them one down the sofa... One on the under the someone, kettle. Someone comes to visit and they just keep finding scratch cards. Yeah, Chris, you're all right. 
And actually, yeah. the more you do it, the more you know you've hidden them. <laughs> yeah. And actually, you, you can't get out of your bed because you know that by your mirror, you've put a, a scratch card that you just know you're just going to want to get into. But I think the lottery is probably the best one. Uh, the lotto? Yeah, you may as well win big. If you're going to bet, you may as well win big. I think that's a good takeaway. High stakes, high return. No, low stakes, high return. Oh, but yeah, low stakes, high return. Yeah, that's why it's so good. That is why it's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because like a pound... Yeah, and you can and win you millions. And you could get like 40 million. In theory, which you never will. You could, but nobody but you could. could. It could be you, Chris. There could be that big hand that's made of stars going in. Another uh, 90s TV Again, reference. again, like not up to date. <laughs> I don't know how a lottery works The big days. like shiny, glittery, <laughs> yeah. yellow hand or whatever. Was it yellow or was it gold? Yeah, yeah. Or like, it was, it no, no, it was made you. of stars, yeah. That's when it was like first released. Everybody played because it was like this novelty. Like, oh yeah, my grandma played it, and I remember kind of thinking, "That's a bit." Ooh, I'm not sure how I feel about grandma gambling heavily. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I've since like come to terms with the fact that she also gets like the Daily Mail, and she also is <laughs> like a load of things that once you get a bit older, you're like, "Oh, I would not tolerate that in a friend." <laughs> But I will tolerate it in my grandparents. Yeah, yeah, sure. We have to, don't you? you know? Chris, ante up. It's time to play the game of Dispatches. And uh, what have you brought for us? I brought a song and I brought a short audio documentary of <laughs> me talking to myself. <laughs> it feels difficult to describe it as an audio documentary when it's just, uh, you know, a thought diary. Yeah. A yeah. thought diary of an experience. Guess what kind of experience it is. Gam- it's gambling experience. Oh, I could have placed the bet on that. Oh! Sam, what have you brought into the bathroom today? Chris, I've gambled it all on using chance to write a song. And I thought we'd place a lot of bets and do a lot of gambling with one another later mm-hmm. some of us will go home winners some of us might go home losers but it's all up to lady luck come to the bathroom yeah 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 oh, chris i bet you're gonna go first <laughs> you betted correct because yes! i am now speaking and you told me it was my turn you don't win anything <laughs> for getting that right you know so here is a short documentary slash uh, audio thought diary of an experience, a gambling experience. And again, from me, it is another in a long line of short documentaries where I try a new thing to find out what the new thing is like, but explore it in narrow terms that is ultimately unrepresentative of the new thing. And I muse grumpily on the subject in a way that is obvious and underwhelming. So here is... The Super Bowl bet. Uh, Sunday evening has the Super Bowl. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, gambled on a lot, I would imagine. So I thought I would try and combine my first experience of gambling with a sport I know nothing about. My impression of gambling is that it's a system by which the consumer is made to believe they can make informed predictions about outcomes. But... The house ensures that these certainties do not exist. So it's all to do with making people think they know some, they know something, but they don't. And I, I don't know anything. So first of all, I consulted my brother Michael because he knows a few things about American football. So the Super Bowl this year is between the Eagles and the Patriots. Apparently, Michael says I should bet on a New England Patriots win. 
because they are by far the favourites. Right. So what I've done is get a um, £5 free bet with Coral. So it's not a free bet. I was told if I put £5 in, I would get £20 back. I've put £5 in, and that hasn't happened. I don't know whether I get the £20 after I've done an actual bet. I took a very, very long time getting to grips with the Coral website and getting very, very frustrated. I can't fucking work out a fucking place I bet. So I'm trying to navigate this system that I don't understand, and I'm trying to navigate hypothetical outcomes of a sport I don't understand. My brother had some good suggestions. He said uh, betting on how long the anthem will be is a good one. The current average length of the national anthem is 1 minute 57. But I guess it could be longer. Oh, no, no. Michael is saying, I guess it'll be longer. The national anthem sung by Pink ended up coming in at 1 minute 52. I would say a good bet would be that the score will be close as both defences are good. Less than seven points, I reckon. Some very, very bold statements being made by Michael there. Now, what I'm going to do with that information is I'm going to take it and go, hmm, Michael seems like he knows a few things, uh, but I'm going to reject what he knows and just come up with my own hunches. Winning margin. So the New England Patriots win by between one and six points. That's 23 to 10 don't fucking have a clue what that means. And then it says the New England Patriots win by between 7 and 12 points at 16 to 5. Now Michael would go for 1 to 6, which is at 23 to 10. This is fucking... I hate things that are just numbers. But I'm going to put a bet on New England Patriots win by 7 to 12. I have, let's see, what can I do with that? Okay, so since I placed the first £5 bet, I then did get my £20 free bets. So I made my original bet, New England Patriots winning by between 7 and 12 points. And then I started to put on another few bets. Most sacks, which team sacks the quarterback, I guess, the most... I said neither. Neither will sack them the most. So I guess that means they sack each other evenly. And that was at 33 to 1, so I had to take a piece of that. Using what my brother said, I was like, well, I did back New England Patriots winning by between 7 and 12 points. So I'm going to back what he said as well. Because my thing about 7 to 12 points was just like, hmm, I'm going to take his information and change it a little bit. So I actually went with his... So I've got New England Patriots winning by between one and six points. Michael said there were very, two very tight defensive teams. And there was one that said points scored in every quarter, yes or no. I thought, hmm, let's go with no and see how that goes down. And then finally, there was, what will be the colour of the liquid dumped on winning head coach? And I was like, orange, yellow, blue. I went with clear slash water. So I'm a traditionalist. I like to think that they've just got water. So those are the bets that I've placed. Wow, this really made me mad. I did not enjoy that experience. That was stressful. It was like booking a Ryanair flight. Fucking dog shit. Okay, so bets were placed and the game began. Uh, so I'm not going to cover any of the game in this short piece. 
If you want to find out what happened in Super Bowl 58, 52, <laughs> Super Bowl 52, I'm sure you could probably watch it somewhere. You know, this isn't about sport, it's about betting. Um, so it's half time uh, in the Super Bowl. It's uh, Philadelphia Eagles 22 and the New England Patriots 12. So not going according to plan at all. Uh, but I think I'm <laughs> I think I'm gonna see in the morning how I've done. It was a good game, but I had to go to sleep. It was getting late, and I had work in the morning. In the fuzzy-headed morning, I read the score on my phone. Philadelphia Eagles had won forty-one to thirty-three, so I knew I had lost some of my bets. But as I opened up my Coral account on my computer. It was hard to ignore this bizarre feeling of a kind of divine intervention in the moments before my other bets' outcomes were revealed. I had this feeling of, this will go my way. It has to. I'm logging back in and into Coral. My head is hurting. Oh, they all lost. Every single one. I said no. Points would not be scored in every quarter. Points were scored in every quarter. New England Patriots to win either by between 1 and 6 or 7 and 12. Didn't happen, went the other way. I said neither team would get most sacks. They didn't. And I said the colour of the liquid dumped on the winning head coach would be clear slash water. Apparently that did not happen. Just an FYI, the Gatorade shower that they dunked on the winning coach's head was a kind of piss yellow colour. It's pretty galling to have put five pounds on, just get nothing out of it. And to be fucking shit tired with a fuzzy piece of shit head. Oh, fuck me. Ugh. Oh, fuck betting. Fuck the Super Bowl. So I suppose my thoughts in reflection um, regarding this uh, very brief gambling experience are manifold. Uh, number one, it was a bit of a rotten, lonely experience. This is not the best way to start gambling. I imagine the experience is much better in a group, in a social situation, where you are, uh, let's say, engaging in banter. I would also say this was a tiring experience. I assume this was not the gambling's fault exactly, more the time of the sporting event. But I suppose going to bed late at night thinking you have some money waiting for you in the morning could be quite disruptive to one's sleep, like you've created an uncertain Christmas tomorrow that may or may not come. Uh, So my advice from this one experience would be don't sleep on an open bet. I guess the unexpected conclusion for me is that I did, for a brief moment, get actually genuinely very excited, thinking I'm going to win money. I am going to win money. And I think part of the thrill is uh, forcing a situation where life has to show you what your luck is like. So much of life is a result of dumb luck, and we're kind of hardwired to not think about that. 
And I think willfully pushing your luck is an embrace of life. And it allows you to stare face to face with the reality of your life and your luck. And that's kind of where it becomes sort of heaven and hell. And of course, my final and most significant conclusion to draw from this entire debacle is to never trust a word my brother says ever again. I'd say your brother owes you five pounds. <laughs> yeah, maybe. If it wasn't clear in that documentary there, I made five separate five pound bets, one of which was five pounds of my real money and then uh, 20 pounds of sort of fake coral investment (laughs) which i guess because they didn't come good never existed that's like 20 pounds that didn't (laughs) really exist but it gave you more to bet on i suppose as an an introduction look how much as a novice i got i i got to do so much stuff but nothing came of it. Nothing came of it. <laughs> I did honestly have that kind of feeling of, not only did I, n- I not know how the gambling works, I did not know how the sport worked. I did think the divine intervention of beginner's luck yeah. would really, really win out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In spite of all of those disadvantages, yeah. not knowing anything, not knowing maths, not knowing football, beginner's luck <laughs> could win over and the divine kinship of all things. <laughs> And just how shitty I felt that morning. I thought, this is going to come through. I'm going to have £200 on that. Um, neither gets the most sacks at 33-1 yeah. to one bet. Yeah. That was that was the thing I was really banking on. Because I put a fiver on that and that's was like 200 quid or something. Was, yeah. You know, I was planning a new life. So <laughs> I was planning a brand new life. Exactly. The thing, I guess the thing is, when you do win, it's basically so unlikely that you're like... I'm a genius. There must be enough of a thrill from winning that it overcomes all the sorrows of losing. It must be a purely exhilarating thing. But I think, for me, the loss hurts too much. I don't know where people develop uh, the cojones or um, testicles to put on 50 quid on something. Or I find that mind-boggling. I mean, it's a sad indictment (laughs) that... Maybe betting is a rich man's game. You've got to spend money to make money, that, yeah. kind of, that kind of thing. Playing the lottery right, the point of doing that, what you actually do is you pay a pound or two pounds for the dream, basically. But it's so unlikely that when your dream is crushed, you're like, eh, it was never going to happen anyway. You're paying for the fantasy. Yeah, exactly. If we didn't have that fantasy, what would we talk about on a, on a Friday night as we're leaving work, yeah. you know? I'll see you on Monday. Not if they don't win the lottery. Oh, fuck off, Julia. <laughs> but also, suddenly, you this previous weekend you suddenly had five pounds invested on the color of some liquid the color of liquid hitting the head of a stranger somewhere in the usa <laughs> well anyway at least you enjoyed some american football for the first sure, time a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. did you understand pa- the game apparently a really really good game yeah i understood a bit of it there's, uh, a, there's a lot to bet on i mean that's the big thing yeah, about yeah. american football is because there's so many like stop start plays and so many stats that come along with that you can tot up yeah, yeah. the yardage or you can tot up the yeah, a yeah. thousand things so you can see how it was very difficult for me <laughs> so it's time for my dispatch and uh chris like i said i've gambled it all on making a song using randomness to guide me you know we make songs and we make audio sound art pieces borderline unlistenable sound art pieces is what we call them sam so this is various attempts of taking randomness out of the ether 
Okay. And trying to make it not into borderline a listenable sound art, but into uh, an actual song. Well, we'll see. This is an idea I had, you know, like rolling dice, trying to make a song out of chance. Yeah. So it's probably better to hear how I made it beforehand, or at least a quick overview, and then you can listen to it and ask some questions afterwards. Sure. (laughs) So the first thing is I've been trying to get into modular synthesizers. So modular synthesizers are these big machines where you take all different modules like an oscillator and a delay and all these different things. There's so many ways of hooking them up that you can induce randomness into the system. So you've got one oscillator over here, one over here, and everything gets so chaotic that it gets very random. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what you're doing, I assume. Even if you know what you're doing, that's part of the fun. Oh, wow, cool. There is a free program called vcv rack which is a modular synthesizer piece of software that's open it's a source. modulator emulator yeah basically okay and i decided to learn how to use that so i watched a video on youtube from a nice german man who showed me how to set up sort of a random uh the rhythm is regular but the tones are random Okay. And then using the synthesizer and tweaking the knobs to try and narrow it down to ranges that you can hear it so I can make some bass or I can make some... So that's most of the melodic side of things. Then the beat that I made using the Korg Volker sample, I rolled dice on everything. So I was like, say 10 samples for a bass noise hi-hat snare. So I rolled a 10-sided dice for each and that gave me the sample that I used. And then I rolled dice to decide which beats to use and which beats not to use. How many beats did you have? Uh, so it's just one beat, but like, yeah. no, which Introduce? step to, for the beat to go on, whether it's... Because oh. it's a 16-step sequencer. Ah, okay. Is well, that six, 16 steps within a four-beat? Yeah. Okay, okay. A four-beat, a four yeah, one bar. <laughs> so it's four and four. Yeah, yeah. So you roll a dice and it was like five, and so I put a bass on five and three. Okay, well, that's luckily... Three. So that could go well. Yeah, yeah. Like, if things land on one, yeah. five... 11 yeah yeah because that that's like boo 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 right yeah yeah yeah. but then if it lands on like 2 13 2 13 yeah i said that with like a very metronomic (laughs) regularity and that's not what it would sound like and then i decided it needed a vocal part so what i did is um i wanted to use just random words so i found a random word generator and i decided to use four syllable words only so okay. in order to keep the rhythm, a lot of four-syllable words rhyme because they're all shun words. Or oh, yeah, they're quite... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Consciousness. No. Once you've got a lot of syllables, you're narrowing down the amount of words. Yeah. Total. Yeah. So it's like several levels of randomness. Yeah, I'm following so far just about, yeah. And then I try to make it not borderline unlistable sound art and try to actually force it into some sort of musicality. If you could, for, for me and the listeners, just run through that again <laughs> very quickly... Okay, so the beat was made using my Korg Volker sample and rolling dice to firstly choose what samples I was using and then secondly choose on which step the samples would trigger. Within 16 steps. Within 16 steps. Right. Then I used basically chaotic randomness, so various oscillators interacting with one another in sort of chaotic ways. So it's not really, it's technically not random, but it's quite a chaotic system to make melodies and bass lines and all the melodic parts of it. And then I used an online random word generator to generate all the words. Okay, all of what's this this got to do with gambling? Well, because I've gambled on everything and then hoped for the best. Okay, yeah, no, I get that. It's sort of a... Brian Eno style gambling. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. 
So hearing all of that description, I am actually very intrigued as to what you've made here, Sam. So let's give it a listen. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. As as a random outcome thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I found some sections where you if you repeated it in a nice way it would it would give it a sort of non-random. So it was corralled randomness. Blocks. Basically the randomness built the blocks and then I took those blocks and tried to put some order I think that's into fair. it. I like that as a yeah. process. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I I like that as a process in general. It was very difficult. <laughs> yeah. I like the uh, what is it like um it was like a sort of dance hall beat. Yeah, yeah. I actually got quite lucky with that. I had sort of had to choose when to stop. Mm. And I managed to get on something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. I'll it stop. It was now, kind yeah. of like craft work dance hall. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It came out really well. Yeah, that's good. That's I liked good. it. And this is a whole thing within music as well. So it's called aleatoric music. Oh, really? Where you use randomness in order to produce music. And I actually got this idea when we went to Vienna. We went to like the music museum mm-hmm. and they had a whole exhibition about Mozart, obviously. <laughs> and uh, with his waltzers, and it was a common thing with him and his music friends at the time, they make like short one bar pieces. Right. And then they would roll dice in order to make the whole composition. They'd have 16 phrases or something. And then in order to make the actual waltz they would roll dice and obviously the phrases link together but you would could choose randomly which phrases go where i like that it's a no offense sam you're no mozart like <laughs> it can it can this process can appeal to people of very different musical skills yeah yeah and i imagine for mozart it was just like jesus i can knock a fucking waltz out of the park any yeah. day of the week why don't i try and write one that i haven't written or, or haven't you know not consciously yeah written, yeah yeah which is a wonderful thing to do in any creative field is to try and do things unconscious that's what we're all that's what we're trying to do all the time that's kind of what we're trying to do 
and that's why uh, what's this what's this called? What's the, the process called? Esoteric. Aleatoric. <laughs> Aleatoric. Go and Wikipedia that later, kids. Yeah. So when I first think about gambling, I think about, you know, uh, football, horses, uh, sports, um, betting. And then I was trying to think how can we try and take gambling outside of money, outside of like monetary value and like maybe life value. Like how do we gamble in ways with our lives and in ways that we'll never see the payout? And I thought, you know, religion, afterlife. It's all a fucking gamble that you're never going to get anything out of. I wrote a little song about that, and it's called uh, No Paddy Power in Heaven. An act of faith is a gamble And the answers of God are unfathomable There's no proof on this mortal plane that you're backing the right team or that there's even a game There's no Paddy Power in heaven There's no William Hill up in paradise You can't back something with no outcomes or odds So just place your bets here and play nice There's no Bedfred or Coral in heaven There's no payout for your lifetime sacrifice You can't back something with no outcomes or odds So just place your bets here and play nice God said to Abraham, kill me a son Abe said I got a good feeling about this one You can't back something with no outcomes or odds So just place your bets here and play nice So just place your bets here and play nice So just place your bets here and play Thank you. It sounds like the sort of song that you would put on the end of an album as like a bonus track. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What is it really? It really reminds uh, me of like, something. Uh, Her Majesty at the end of Abbey Road. Yeah. That kind of thing. Or there's a... I feel like it's a Strokes album or a Cribs album or something. Like a throwaway. And they have a little song on the end. It's the Libertines. There's a Libertines album where they have just an acoustic song on the end. Okay. And it's really Check nice. that out in the show notes. <laughs> What do you think about that concept? Uh, life's a gamble. Don't pay into a religion. Thought, well, what did you take away from the, some well, of the things in there? There's a... Oh, God. It's just my vague knowledge of philosophy. I'm sure there's a philosopher that made this argument that, like, you're betting on whether heaven does or doesn't exist. So you may as well bet on that it does exist. Yeah, no, I've heard that argument before, and, I'm, and I know there's a really good cogent <laughs> argument against that. But I can't remember what that is. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. No one knows. But you're here now. Play what's happening here. 
Yeah, I guess Don't so. play for something that might happen. And that's what I was getting at. The original nugget of inspiration for that song was... So in the Old Testament, God said to Abraham, you know, you've got to sacrifice your firstborn son, Isaac. I think it was Isaac. On Mount Moriah. And um, he started to do it. Because it was God told him to. And then at the last minute, God went, no, don't you don't have to do that. <laughs> whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. Like, what an audacious gamble by Abraham to like call God's bluff a little bit, <laughs> go along with it. It's like, do you really, is that the team you want to be back in? Like, yeah. It's just so strange. It was an audacious gamble is what yeah. I'm saying. And I just thought, you don't have to do that. <laughs> no, take a safe bet and just be nice to your kids and not bet that God's going to stop you. Yeah, I think if we're going to have party lines uh, in the communal bathroom, we would say infanticide is uh, a no-go zone for us, <laughs> yeah. especially not if you've heard someone's a voice in your head, one might say. Yeah. Especially don't do it then. No. And don't do it thinking he might go, whoa, only joking, lad. <laughs> Come to the bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris? Let's do some gambling. Well, all this talk of gambling. Yeah, why are we philosophizing why about it? Philosophizing, philosophizing about, about it. Let's, let's just get down to it and place some bloody bets. What are we going to do? Bingo. Oh, that was probably a better idea. Bingo is probably <laughs> a better. Welcome to the communal bathroom casino. We're going to play eight games. They're not going to take very long, so we're going to place eight bets. Okay, with real money, what what's what's our Chris Chris Chris? Chris what's Chris, our currency? Chris Chris Chris. Am no, I jumping ahead? Nothing so gauche as money. We're not going to bet money. Food? Some of it's food. We'll play some games and we'll play some bets. The games are just games that I've thought of. <laughs> okay. But the bets are all based on previous episodes of this very podcast from this very season. Wow, what a great way to inspire people to go back and listen to all of season three. <laughs> at our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com forward slash communal hyphen bathroom, or our own personal website, communalbathroom.com. Go ahead, Sam. Chris, we have a, this is the eighth episode of the season. That's correct. So we're going to play eight games, and this is an eight-sided dice I have in my hand. Yeah, cool. So would you like to roll for our first game? We got a seven. Number seven is the game I've called What's on Six Music right now. Oh, What's on Six Music wait, right now? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go, Ro- go, 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 go. Roll the dice for what we're going to bet. Oh, okay. We've decided the question. Yeah. Now we're deciding deciding what? What we're going to bet. Oh, what the stakes are. Yeah, so what, what the say? stakes ah, are. Ah, the stakes are. Number one. Uh, that is eggs, Chris. We're going to bet an egg on what Six Music <laughs> is currently doing right now. <laughs> because the episode number one of the season was egg. Oh, God. Do you so, mean show or like music? I the think song, it's going to be music or talking. They're the two options because one of us has to win. Oh, okay. Because we can't know the schedule no. intimately because I think it's Craig Charles. I think so. so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Saturday night, Funk and Soul show. Yeah. But uh, maybe the be- news is on. I yeah, don't but that's the, a difficult one because Craig Charles does that kind of thing where he's like, oh yeah, great record. And then he just like lets it play on for like another <laughs> yeah. two minutes and then comes back in. So does that count as talk or music or... Well, we'll see. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with music. I think that's the, the best bet. Okay. I'm going to guess talking or similar. Hey, Google. <laughs> we don't even have to go to the radio. Play six music. Sure, here's BBC Radio 6 music on the BBC. 
Congratulations, Chris. You win an egg. This is the music we should have in the background <laughs> of the entire thing. It's copyright, though. Copyright. Hey, Google. Shut up. Congratulations, Chris. You win an egg. Thank you very much. Uh, I've always wanted an egg. <laughs> okay, this is cool. I now understand the rules. We're going to roll one more time for a question and then another time for what the stakes are. Yes, we are. Okay. Number one for the question this time or the game. Number one. We're going to flip a coin. Hey, cool. What are the stakes? What are the stakes? Uh, that is seven. So seven is meat. This is for some meat. Uh, any kind of meat? Whatever meat you want. Heads or tails, Chris? Shit. <laughs> Heads. It's tails. Oh, you got to no. buy me some meat. <laughs> I want to. God, it really is a roller coaster. When I had that egg a minute ago, I was... Cock-a-hoop. Next game is going to be number five. This is the text game. A game I've devised. It's five. Five for five. Spicy. Oh, God. Is this a bet you want to win or not? Uh, Depending on what the, the loser spicy is. will eat a small amount of the hot sauce. Oh, you might remember it from the spicy episode. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit. Okay. okay. <laughs> I do remember that. That was bad. In this game, we're going to guess how many words were in the last text message I received. And you don't know how many I words I cannot were remember. <laughs> okay, good, good. Um, so it could be a short one, less than 10 words, could be a bit longer. Now, an, I think... essay. Do you want to guess first or no, should you, I guess? you guess I first. I always guess first. Yeah. Oh, God, no. I, I want to see your hand first, you see? Yeah, but I don't know you what I, uh... Now, I'm guessing it's just like going to be Sally saying okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's quite possible um it's almost certainly from sally i would say 90 percent of all texts are in the naught to 10 word category okay i will go for the 11 to 20 okay yeah, yeah yeah shall we have a look yeah let's go so i'm opening my phone i'm opening the text messages it was from sally she said okay cool is there foil you can put on top okay cool is there foil you can put on Top. Oh, yes. It's literally 11 words. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, that feels wow, good. Wow, that bet came good for you. <laughs> Holy shit. I was just discussing dinner last night. <laughs> so Chris has got some, some of the psycho juice from our hot we sauce episode. We have to go through this all over again. We did this already. <laughs> it's spicy. I remember it being actually a nice flavour, though. You know what? I'm just going to have it. <laughs> Chris is eating the hot sauce. <coughs> I'll roll the dice for the next game. Okay. So we're going to play game number seven, which is guess the Bristol City result. We're in Bristol. We've noticed that people have been going to the football. Yeah, the red and I don't, whites. I don't know who they're playing no, or what's happened. No. So we will guess whether they've won, lost, or drawn. And we are going to bet... Six. Six is half. We've rolled for the half episode half and half where yeah. chris and i met yeah, in the yeah. middle the stakes are half a pound or 50p 50p yeah sure so for 50p did bristol city win or lose uh I have they might no, have drawn i have no idea where they stand in the football league i assume they're in the football league they were playing at home so they got the home advantage we know that much i'm gonna go for a, a scrappy draw a draw yeah Okay, I'm... I feel like a draw in football is the most common outcome, surely. I've never really thought about it. Because it's such a low-scoring game. I'm going to bet 50p that they lost. So there is one outcome where neither of us has to give 50p to the other. What was the Bristol City score? 
Bristol City played Sunderland today. It ended in a draw, 3-3. Oh, well done, Chris. How does it feel? Uh, pretty good, actually. <laughs> Thinking about all the ways I'm going to use that 50p. Chris, the game we're going to play is the Instagram game. Mm-hmm. And uh, the stakes we have are for the paint episode. I am betting you a nice painted picture. Oh, cool. If I win, you've got to paint me a picture. If oh, you win, I'll paint you a picture. It's going to take quite a lot of time. Chris, okay. I would like you to open your Instagram feed in a second. Yep. The first individual person that you see, will they be a man or a woman? I'm going to say a man. Okay, I will bet that they are a woman. Opening it up now. It is actually a man Oh. that I know. With a picture of his own face. <laughs> wow, who is that, that man? Couldn't, couldn't be more man. Uh, that is Martin Smith, who is a music producer in Sheffield. He is definitely a man. He's like his photo. He's just one you were painting. Thank you, Martin. So for this game, we're going to play Pontoon. You know how to play Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 21. 21. Yeah. And the stakes are time. So we're playing Pontoon 21. For time. The way that I've interpreted time, usually we do two dispatches, Chris, for mm-hmm. each episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the next episode, this is for making a third dispatch. Oh, what? These dispatches, they take time. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> this is the biggest one, easily. Easily. Okay, I'm dealing the cards. Can we privately tell the listener what we've got? If you should, like close your ear, I could have a little wee word. A little wee word with the <laughs> old um... All right, listeners, I got a red one. And I got a black one. Comes to a sum total of ten. Hit me. That is the Jack of Clubs worth ten. That is wonderful news, listeners. <laughs> and I'm going to stick on that one. I'd like to stick, please, Sam. Okay, let's turn my cards over. I have a king and a two, which is a bad hat. <laughs> I'm going to have to twist because that's such a terrible hand. Oh, another two. Fourteen. Still bad <laughs> Uh, I'm going to twist again. All or nothing. 519. I've got two twos in there, but has Chris more, got more You've than You've got two 19? twos in there? Yeah. You're hoping that any one, the, the very next one is going to be one of the remaining twos. That's uh, such a gamble. But I think you've got, more than gamble. Nine, you're, you've got 19, haven't you? Or oh, has he? How much has he got? I don't know. I'm going to gamble. It could be an ace. Bugger. Bust. What have you got? 20, man. Ah. Boom. Damn it. So you got to do... <laughs> yes! Fuck yes! <laughs> Fucking hell! That feels so good to get out of... Oh my god, if only more, more betting was getting out of work. <laughs> okay, Chris, the last game is uh, we're going to bet on a dice roll, and uh, I have a 20-sided die. Okay, so we've now graduated from the sevens to the twenties. Yeah, and um, I big boys dice. <laughs> the last episode is the football episode from around this time last year. Chris, I would like to bet a piece of football memorabilia. I have to buy you a piece of football memorabilia if I lose this. Yeah. Oh, I think I might want to do the dispatch actually. <laughs> the and, game... what, and what do I have to guess? No, you just who's going to roll highest on this twenty-sided oh, dice? Highest. Okay. Okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Sure. Twelve. Pretty good. Pretty happy with that, <laughs> actually. All right, for a piece of football memorabilia. 15! Oh, yes! No! I don't know what I'm going to get. So, to summarise, Chris is going to be getting me some meat and a piece of football memorabilia. I'm going to work really hard to try and make that the same thing. Like, 
discarded sausage from <laughs> Gary Lineker. And uh, I'm going to be getting Chris an egg, 50p, a nice painted picture, and I'm going to be doing a third dispatch next time. I think time. I'm very up on this one, actually, Sam. <laughs> you, yeah, I'm, you've done I'm much I'm very better. happy with that, because I can get rid of yours from Gary Neville's bacon or something. Yeah. There must be, there must be a footballer now who rears their own pigs, like Paul Ince's gammon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing at the communal bathroom casino. Thanks for having me. It was really good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot out of it. Yeah. Much more than I did my Super Bowl bet. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening, and don't forget you can listen back to all of those episodes from Season 3 so far at our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com forward slash communal hyphen bathroom, or at our website, communalbathroom.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, if you want to find me or Sam, I'm available on Instagram, which is apparently our social media of choice, at Spine Trolley, and you're Sam. Uh, I'm on Instagram at, at SR Bradley. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And together we're at Instagram at Communal Bath, I yeah, guess. Yeah, we are. Okay, but- it's been wonderful to be here in the bathroom with you, Sam. It's been wonderful to be here with you. And we will not see you next time. We won't even hear you, but you will hear us. <laughs> and uh, it just leaves me to say, don't forget to wash behind your ears. Bye, bathers. Bye, bathers. How about one final gamble? (laughs) Okay. How many listens? can this episode get within what period oh god okay inside the first month and the stakes are a new piece of clothing (laughs) okay for the other person all right closest without going over price is right rules closest without going over okay i have gone conservative i think yeah go on i've gone for 150 or is that not conservative is that a lot i don't even know what we're getting at the moment I went for 60. Oh, there you go. Not ambitious, are we, Chris? Because <laughs> we've taken some time off. <laughs> we're coming back. We're having to build back up again. I don't think we will get that. Well, listeners, encourage oh, all your friends to oh, listen. Oh, man, it was a month. We did say a month. That yeah, could, you yeah, said it, your rules. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't think it through. Well, congratulations on your new tie, Sam. <laughs>